Hello, hello. Welcome to Saint Codependencia, a podcast about all things mental health and in particular codependency. My name is Courtney Coleman and I am your host. Thank you for joining me today. What are we talking about today? Today, the analogy is splinters. I came up with this analogy because last episode I talked about fly out flower boxes and how parents can plant seeds. And I wanted to go a little bit deeper into the the trauma seeds. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, what there's a lot of things that go into a kid's flower box, you know, and that's what I think a lot uh, is is a little bit deceptive for a lot of people's minds to sort of comprehend because there might have been a lot of seeds of love and support and getting needs met at some points, happy memories, good experiences, but that and that's awesome. I you know, I, I hope that for every human that they had good, happy times. But it this is really about the not so good happy times. So I wanted to differentiate between the seeds because parents can put in positive and negative things in. And splinters are really the analogy that represents more of the trauma part. So if you if you think about a kid getting splinters. That's something that happens all the time, right? Kids are outside playing and a normal amount of splinters and splinter removal is very healthy and going to happen and is is good for, you know, growth in itself and development. That means you're you're getting out there. But if you have a ton of splinters, it really means that there is a lack of protection and also there is some neglect going on because splinters aren't really your fault. Like they happen to you and they're they're not as painful when they go in. Like you can barely feel them. But then if you don't do anything about it for a really long time, it'll start to pulse and get red around the tissue and it will become more and more acute. And so this is why I like to think of trauma as splinters. Because even though they're not our fault, we carry shame all throughout our life for these splinters until they are removed. And I came up with this quote unquote splinter removal system. It's not really a system. It's just kind of like a process because I had a repressed memory come back. And I've been in therapy for, you know, a good 10 plus years. I've discussed my childhood. I feel like at nauseum. I have gone through my trauma with a fine tooth comb at, you know, a special childhood workshop that I had mentioned last episode. And still, there was something that was buried so deep because it was so painful. It didn't come out until after. It didn't come out until very recently. And that's what happens in childhood. We absorb these splinters. And sometimes there's so much that the most painful ones usually go into like a black box. Like kids just go black. It's like passing out. It's like it's so painful emotionally that you lose conscious memory of it so that you can survive, that you can get up the next day, that you can be happy and be a kid. And, you, and it's and it's a self-defense, self-preservation mechanism. And so splinters can come from anywhere. They can come from your parents, siblings, peers, authority figures. If there's like a lack of boundaries in the home, if there's way too much, you know, adult, you know, things happening around the child and the child is not protected, then those splinters are going into the child. Excuse me, splinters can come from anywhere, but the closer the relationship you have to the person, 
the bigger and the more painful the splinters will be. So the things that happen in a parent-child relationship are the most, they're the biggest ones that you're going to have. And so what happened to me is I had a repressed memory come back about my dad and it was so painful. And I realized that it was something that was driving my behavior. It had made me so insecure for so much of my life because of something that it, it was almost like a shard of glass. If you want to think of it like that, like, like sometimes parents in their words can throw shards of glass. And I know everyone knows these people. They're in pain, they're in active pain, and they can use their words like weapons. And that's what these kids absorb. That's what every child absorbs. And so there is no way to feel whole or in harmony or balanced as a person until you start to remove these splinters. And that is the grieving process of digging in that emotional wound, feeling that pain, just like it is when you have to go into your flesh, pull out that object that is causing so much pain. You have to pull it out and it hurts. It hurts so, 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 so bad. But just like a splinter, if you don't do anything about it, you're going to be in so much pain that you act out from all of the pain that you're in, right? And so over time, your splinters become more and more painful the longer they've sat in there and your behavior gets worse and worse and you seek out pain relievers so that you don't feel the pain. So you're putting something on that pain somehow, whatever you're doing to make yourself feel better, that thing is a pain reliever. And that's also a coping strategy. You can't cope with the pain. So you got to find something to distract you from that pain. And so that you won't feel it. And coping strategies and pain relievers are short term. It's like taking a Tylenol. It's like going out and getting wasted after you had some major trauma. Like it's a short-term fix. And pretty much all coping strategies or pain relievers can be turned into an addiction. If they're overused over and over and over again, if you use them way too much to make yourself feel better, then it's an addiction. Because guess what? The splinters are, are still all in there, but you're just addicted to the pain reliever. And you've never, you've never done any of the surgery that will help you feel better. So codependents are the people who have absorbed the trauma. And so not every codependent is an addict. The codependents, that's why it's like there's no shame in being a codependent. It was just like you were really hurt and you had a lot of splinters and you can take them out by grieving and healing and feeling that pain and realizing that you did not deserve it, you deserved more, and you are no longer going to let these splinters run your life because you want to be happy. So codependents are the people who have been hurt. They have splinters all over them. And it's like, can you imagine if splinters were visible? Like if, if, if in this analogy, if you could see people's splinters in their body, like some people walking around be like, oh my gosh, go get help. Just do something. You're you're full of splinters, you know, and you've never taken any of them out. And now you're acting crazy. So pain relievers, coping strategies can come in any form. So that's why codependency, I think, is so confusing because, yes, a lot of people go to booze for pain relief. They go to drugs. Some people go to gambling, shopping, 
Netflix, their phones, whatever. But you can have an addiction to whatever this pain reliever is. And this pain reliever isn't doing anything for your splinter. And so that's why the disease will will follow you wherever you go in life. So you could be super successful. You could have multiple homes and family and you are just completely in pain, acute pain, in fact, because your splinters are pulsing and you need to get them out. And that's a choice you have to make. It's a choice everyone can make for themselves to uproot your garden or do some splinter removal. Sometimes people don't need to uproot their whole garden. You know, a lot of times people have happy childhoods and, you know, I'm laughing and I, my mom listens to this. I'm always worried about what she's going to think. And mom, I did have happy times. We did have happy times, but (laughs) some people have a lot less work to do. Some people have splinters and splinters can occur at any time. Like, even though I've done a lot of splinter removal, you know, I can still absorb splinters. I can still absorb trauma now in the future, you know. I've just gotten a way of getting them out so that I can feel happy and peace of mind and be healthy as a person. So, yeah, like I, ha- I wrote down a note, like if you are balanced and, and harmonious in your life, then you're not a codependent. <laughs> so, and like if I don't think you would be listening to this podcast, because if you are balanced and harmonious and, and you have a great work, home life social life, if you have a really good like percentage breakdown and you mentally are are stable, all that, then then you are not, you know, struggling with codependency. And you're probably not listening to this. <laughs> These are the situations that we find ourselves in because of some like mind fucks. These are mind fucks that have been going on for a long, 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 long time. You can you can sort this stuff out, but it's it's hard, but it's worth it. It's so freaking worth it. That is the message for today. Thank y'all so much for joining me. I will be back with another message soon. Please be advised that I am not a licensed therapist, nor do I have any degrees in mental health. I strongly encourage everyone to seek out the care of a mental health professional. And as always, go find your light and where you begin is within. Bye.